Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now... He gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness. You're on the fan. If you have not heard, I will tell you right now. The toy drive officially underway. The 15th annual Fan Troy Drive underway. All you have to do is go to 1250amthefan.com, 1250amthefan.com, and you can make your online money donations there. Courtesy of Blaine's Farm and Fleet, presented to you by Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for them for all being aboard. I know normally we're out at Blaine's Farm and Fleet every year, but like last year, it's going to be virtual uh, one more time this year. The hope then, obviously, is to next year be back out again for a week worth of shows, be able to see everybody, have people drop off toys again next year at Farm and Fleet and that whole deal. But uh, right now, uh, opening up with the online cash donations. Again, we'll go to December 3rd. Uh, that will be the last day of uh, the toy drive. It'll wrap up with a 24-hour broadcast like we did last year, starting on uh, the night of December 2nd. So get your online donations in. And uh, we'll give you more details about the toy part of this whole thing and how that's all going to work uh, as we get closer to December 3rd. But for right now, the online uh, money donations open at 1250 a.m. com. Uh, Dan Plucker, uh, our executive producer who was on the Bart Winkler show this morning as his producer uh, and also started the first couple of hours out of our show, put up on the Big Show Network page a poll question uh, involving Jordan Love and we didn't really do anything specifically with it. We got a bunch of tweets on it and so forth, but we never really got into you know where the results were and and reading a bunch of the um, different results as far as uh, what the A, B, C, D, or, or F as far as what kind of grade you would give uh, Jordan Love. So I, I want to continue that here and actually get into it 
uh, here on Sparky's Midday Madness since we never did it on the big show. So how do you grade Jordan Love's performance in the Packers' loss to Kansas City? The poll question is still up uh, at Big Show Network, and I'll retweet it again from Big Show Network uh, as well so uh, you can see it if so you don't have to go scrolling back trying to find it. But A, 1.2% of people uh, gave Jordan Love an A vote, and we've got over 300 votes in this thing. Uh, B, 9.6% uh, of the votes there. C, 69% of the people voting gave it a grade of a C for Jordan Love in that loss to Kansas City. D or worse, the only thing worse would be an F, uh, is 20%. Those were the four options. So what about you? What kind of grade uh, would you give Jordan Love on his performance? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. You can also tweet us. Uh, at 1250amthefan.com. Uh, uh, so I, I want to talk about that. Quickly, uh, before we get into the Jordan Love thing, um, I, I want to tell you a, a quick story um, about something that happened to me over uh, the weekend, something that I'm sure Sam Schmitz will probably get a chuckle out of and laugh at. Uh, so a, a lot of you know we we talked about we were going to put up all these Christmas trees uh, in our house on Saturday. And for those of you keeping track at home, it would, the number would be 10. Now, we didn't get all of them up. One of them we did not get up because we didn't have enough room in one of the rooms because of this huge love sack. So we have to get the glove sack out of there and whatever. But eventually that'll get up. But for the most part, they all got up. Decorated uh, the whole deal. So in the living room, we have four Christmas trees in the living room. So I had my buddy Andy Spitzer over. My buddy John Lee was over. Um, and we're putting these these all up so we we get the one tree up um and my buddy goes uh, all right now go get the tree that's going to go in the other corner sam i went out to the garage to get said tree and it's just a a plain normal looking green christmas tree that's all it is right multicolored lights not all that big uh, maybe seven foot Six and a half, seven feet, something like that. So I go out to the garage to get it. And mind you, it's been in the garage in one of these like Christmas tree bags, red, uh, the green handle, the, the majority of the summer and spring, right? Since we took it down. I go out to get it, Sam. The bag was open, unzipped, Christmas tree was gone. Now, I, I don't know what the weirdest thing you've ever had stolen out of your garages but i believe christmas tree is now a first for me i don't believe i've ever had a christmas tree stolen before or taken before but it, I, i'm pretty sure that's what happened we went round and round trying to figure out how the christmas tree could possibly have been taken out of our garage and me like a lot of other people you know you cut your grass whatever else you end up in the backyard garage door still open you're playing with the kid in the backyard, take his, his toys out or whatever near the backyard. Garage door is open. Kind of a busy street a little bit, kind of, sort of, I guess. Um, but I, I think somebody stole our Christmas tree. Is that Have you ever heard of anybody stealing a Christmas tree before, Sam? Not a Christmas tree, but I've had, like, around our neighborhood growing up, we had, like, weird things stolen. We had this one person who eventually got caught. She was, like, stealing random stuff out of everybody's, like, know garages and stuff like that like she stole one of our neighbors like golf clubs for instance okay so get this so if you steal somebody's golf clubs 
I can probably sell the golf clubs, maybe make some money. I could take it to play it against sports, right? Trade in the used golf clubs and make some money. Where are you going with a Christmas tree? Where are you going? Number one, you'd have to unzip the bag to get the Christmas tree out. Number two, it's fake, so it comes in like three pieces. So you have to take the three pieces, walk out of the garage, put it in your vehicle, and then leave. Now, I'm assuming nobody's going to think you're stealing a Christmas tree, so anybody could be walking down a driveway with a Christmas tree in hand, a fake Christmas tree, and nobody's going to think anything of the sort. But so I ended up having to go get another dang Christmas tree to replace the green Christmas tree because that was the only plain Jane regular green Christmas tree we had in the entire house. And I wanted a regular plain Jane green Christmas tree. I don't know what the most bizarre thing y'all have ever had stolen out of your garage one way or the other, but a Christmas tree is something I never ever thought would be taken. Not that I got anything expensive in my garage to begin with because I don't. But that, of all things, that's what somebody's going to steal is a plain Jane Green Christmas tree that I found weird and bizarre. But if you've had more weird things than that stolen from you, please tweet at Sparky Radio uh, and let me know. All right, so the question is this for Jordan Love. How did you you grade Jordan Love's performance in the Packers' loss to Kansas City? 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. Uh, tweet us at 1250AMTheFan or at Big Show Network. We'll read some of these tweets that we got in from the Big Show Network as people were tweeting uh, throughout the day here. Uh, like says, he seemed to settle his nerves a bit uh, there in the fourth quarter, but I still didn't see him make enough passes that a quarterback needs uh, to make to play in the NFL. So this is my thing. I'm Jordan Love. I, I'm old enough to remember Troy Aikman's first year. Horrible. Now, in fairness, and Gary brought this up in the past, Troy Aikman didn't have a lot of talent around him when he first got to the Cowboys. You know, they really didn't start putting that talent in place until Jimmy Johnson hit on the Marshall, on the uh, Herschel Walker trade and then made it pay off with the draft picks, right? And those guys that he used those extra draft picks on plus his own, that's how it all paid off. He drafted well. But when Jimmy Johnson got there, after Jerry Jones took over, the cupboard was bare. There wasn't anything there. So Eggman didn't have a lot of talent around him. Not nearly as much as, say, what Jordan Love did. Peyton Manning with the Indianapolis Colts. You know, he comes in as the number one overall pick and the can't-miss guy out of Tennessee, even though he couldn't win a national championship. Can't-miss guy out of Tennessee. Here he comes. It's going to be all that in a bag of chips and was bad. Just horrible. Through more interceptions than touchdowns. Now, again, he wasn't replacing anybody per se. I mean, who was he he replacing? Jim Harbaugh, I think. Captain Comeback, who had led him to an AFC title game a couple years earlier against the Pittsburgh Steelers when Harbaugh was the quarterback of the Colts back in the day with uh, Ted Marshabroda as coach. I mean, that's kind of what he was coming in after. He wasn't coming in after a Hall of Fame quarterback. Aikman wasn't coming in after a Hall of Fame quarterback in Dallas either. Therefore, so here we sit now watching Jordan Love and going, okay, well, what are we going to compare him with? Well, as Packer fans, you're going to compare him with what you know. And what you know, and most of us only know, Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Some of you listening have only known Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. That's it. Other than the guys that have come in to replace Rodgers when he's hurt, but For the most part, that's all you've lived through. Two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Now, others 
can go back to when Dickie and Randy Wright and Don Mikowski and Dillwig and Keel and all these other guys that I grew up watching as well. So you can go back. Others can go all the way back to Bart Starr. Great. But we should not, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you'll tell me I'm wrong. I don't think we can go into this with Jordan Love expecting him to be Aaron Rodgers. I don't think we can go into this expecting him to be Brett Favre necessarily. I don't think that's how this should go. And as I've said before, and I'll say again, I firmly believe that when this whole Mark Murphy thing went down to hire a new head coach, part of that process was, okay, Aaron's not getting any younger. What's the game plan for when Aaron Rodgers is done? What are we going to do? And that was part of the decision of who are you going to hire to come in here, run an offense that doesn't necessarily need a Hall of Fame quarterback, because I don't think Mark Murphy thought they'd get another Hall of Fame quarterback after Rodgers, nor should he think that or expect that. So what offense are we going to run so we don't have to worry about the next quarterback and going back to the you know 70s and 80s again or whatever? How is this going to work? And I think Matt LaFleur's offense, like Shanahan, like McVay, you don't need a special quarterback to run those offenses and be successful and get to a Super Bowl. Sold Murphy on, okay, this is how we're going to do it. This is why it's going to work. This is why you don't necessarily need a special quarterback to run this offense and be successful. And that's why you should hire me. And I think Mark Murphy, of all everybody that they talked to, was sold the most on LaFleur's game plan of how this was going to work. And I think Jordan Love can be that guy. He can be that guy to run this offense. I don't think this offense needs a Hall of Fame quarterback to win. Maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe in five years, Jordan Love is not on the Packers anymore and they're on their second or third quarterback since Rodgers. And y'all can tell me I was wrong and so forth. Fine. He doesn't need to be more than average. That's it. That's all he's got to be. He's just got to be average. I I don't think he's got to be a pro bowler necessarily. It'd be nice. But I don't think he needs to be a pro bowler. He certainly doesn't need to be a Hall of Famer if you can run the football the way they've shown the ability to run the football. And that, I think, is kind of where we're all getting screwed up here, is we're all expecting him to be that guy. I don't think he has to be. Well, great, would you get Jordan Love for what you saw yesterday? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 12.50 a.m. The Fan. It's you and me here on a Green and Gold Monday. Welcome back. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 12.50 a.m. The Fan. Every time I hear this song, it reminds me of the music from Drumline. With Nick Cannon. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Mainly because I played drums growing up. And that's part of the reason. But yeah, good movie. All right. Asking you here on the Green and Gold Monday, what kind of grade would you give Jordan Love? Over 300 votes on the Big Show Network poll. That is still up. You can vote it at Big Show Network and see the majority vote right now for Jordan Love. Dial it up 414 799 1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM, the fan. Steve in Germantown, you're first up on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Steve? Hey, Sparky, how you doing today? Good. Uh, I'm, I agree with you. I really do. I think that, I mean, from a great standpoint, I'm going to give Jordan Love a good C plus, low B minus. Here's the reason why. He wasn't the reason they lost the game. Correct. And for me, that's all you need out of a quarterback. If you can be Alex Smith-like, I'm cool. I think we have that's a good draft pick to me because you know what? 
you can build around a good defense, which they have. You build around two, uh, two-headed monster in the running game that you have right now. And they're going to keep drafting and developing guys. I'm very confident in the future. I think Love can be a nice quarterback. All you got to do is get 200, 250 yards a game, start turn the ball over, and leave scoring touchdowns. That's it. That's all you got to do. And if they can do that, Sparky, this team will be succeeding for 10 to 15 years to come as long as this goes the way we look at it, it wanted to go. See, well, I'm, I'm optimistic. I really am. Now, Alex Smith is an interesting one, right? Because you bring up Alex Smith, and people go, oh, my God, if he's Alex Smith. But Alex Smith was a serviceable, good quarterback who in San Francisco, after he was the number one pick, I think went through like four or five different offensive Absolutely. coordinators in the first Absolutely. four or five years. Absolutely. And we, people kind of forget, when he made the trip to Kansas City, how many uh, 10, 11 win seasons did Alex Smith have before Mahomes got there? I think it was at least two or three. So the guy can – I mean, if you can get to that level, and the thing is, I see Jordan Love being more athletic. You saw last night, he's able to get out of the pocket a little bit and run around and get in. You know what? If you need to get a first down or get five, six, seven, eight yards, he's able to do it with the legs. Why not, Sparky? Why can't – I don't get Pakistan. They can't get behind this guy. Yeah, no one's saying he's ever going to be better than Rodgers. Whoever said that? Nobody. Nobody. Let's just have him be decent. So you know what? This team can sustain success for another 15 years. What's wrong with that? Why is that a problem? I, I love the comparison. Thanks for the call. I want to – if I remember – and my memory stinks – but if I remember, I, I want to bring that comparison up to Gary Leroy tomorrow, that Alex Smith comparison. If he's Alex Smith, Sam Schmidt, are you good? If Jordan Love is Alex Smith, is that good enough for you as a Packer fan? I mean, pretty much for these next couple of years, yeah, I'm okay with that just because look at the NFC North. If, you, if I get like an Alex Smith-type quarterback. You win the division every year. Yeah, absolutely. You win the division every year, and you have a chance to put yourself in a Super Bowl. And again, I keep going back to Jared Goff because – Jared Goff was with the Rams. Again, another number one pick, just like Alex Smith. And is he great? Does he have great arm strength and all everything you need? Nope. Does Jordan Love have more physical talent and ability probably than, than Goff? Yup. Now, can he put it all together? Don't know. That's what we're going to have to wait and see if he can put it all together. But if he is Alex Smith, this team can go, go to a Super Bowl. They can. And look on defense. I mean, look at that side of the ball. Now with Joe Barry, and again, never thought I'd say that, but now with Joe Barry over there doing his thing, yeah, I think it's a very real possibility that that's really all he needs to be. What kind of grade would you give Jordan Love after yesterday? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 12.50 a.m. The Fan. Mike in St. Francis, you're next. What's up, Mike? I would give, hi, how are you doing, Sparky? Good. I would give Jordan Love a solid B, you know, with in and amongst all the other things. I mean, NFL's first start, he's showing up in Kansas City, knee-deep in all the hoopla and all the craziness going on with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's going to be a little shaky, but when you say who should we compare him to, compare him to the comparables. What about um, Fields in Chicago? His first game that he played, he was sacked nine times and had a total passing yards of plus one yard. Yep. So, you know, these guys are coming out, and they're doing their level best. But it, it's going to take them a minute to get going. I thought he had a superb performance, given all, all the other stuff. See, and, and that's that's part of it as well. So what grade would you give him then, Mike? A B, a good B. A B, a B. All right, I'm good with that. A solid B. Thanks for the call. And this is what's going to happen, Mike. So that person... Um, that isn't down with Jordan Love, that you know, isn't necessarily in this for Jordan Love to be great, is more in this about doing the 
You know, I told you he wasn't going to be very good. I told you they wasted a bad draft pick. I told you Aaron Rodgers is going to be the guy. They just need to trade Jordan Love and so forth. What they're going to say is, but Fields just got to Chicago. Fields hasn't been sitting for a year and a half with a playbook uh, and the ability to study and watch games from the sidelines and take mental reps and all of that. that Fields didn't have that in Chicago, not by any stretch of the imagination. And that person would be correct. That has not been what Fields uh, has had at his disposal. He had a, he was thrown in there right away to play because Andy Dalton got dinged up. Not to mention the fact half of the media or more all wanted him to play from the word jump anyhow. So there was some pressure, I guess, on Nagy on that Bears coaching staff to get Fields in there to play him as soon as possible. No pressure. None, not an iota of pressure on Matt LaFleur and this coaching staff to get uh, our guy, Jordan Love, in there to play. Now, I'll say this. I I was on board in the offseason of saying I wanted a vet behind Rodgers because I wasn't sure Jordan Love was going to be ready to play yet. That's where I was going into the offseason. That's why I thought maybe Bortles maybe would have been retained just to make sure they had a vet to protect themselves. They chose not to. They wanted to move the train along uh, to get Jordan Love uh, as much experience as possible. And if they're going to miss time with Aaron Rodgers, fine. They were going to sink or swim with Jordan Love going forward. And okay, that's your choice. You have to live uh, with the results of that now going forward. The first result is a loss, which is nothing new as a Packer fan. We've watched them lose before when Aaron Rodgers was out, right? We went through all the quarterbacks that have come and tried to play when Rodgers is out, and they were horrible. That was with a different offense. That was with Mike McCarthy's offense. I'm interested in hearing from Ben Fennell on Wednesday on the big show at 1035 because Fennell made the comment in passing and then tweeted it out in the big show last week that he'll be in a better position to succeed with LaFleur than, say, a Brent Hundley was with uh, Mike McCarthy because of the offenses and the situations they put you in. So we'll see what Fennel thinks of the job they did with Jordan Love at the end of the day. But remember, anytime we're talking about chemistry with a wide receiver, how does chemistry with a wide receiver happen? Through reps, through repetitions, in practice, in preseason games, in OTAs. Go through it. That's how you get these reps. And when your starters aren't playing, like Devontae Adams and others, these backups don't get the reps with these guys. You get reps with Malik Taylor, Jawan Winfrey, Bagleton. You get those reps. That's who Jordan Love was playing with. You won't play with any of these other guys. And guess what? Starter doesn't get the reps during the week either. Because those reps go to the starter, not to the backup, not to Jordan Love. He didn't get those. Nope. They got to get the starter ready for the game. Now, last week, they essentially installed the game on plan on Monday because they had those extra days so they could get extra practice in or whatever. Wednesday comes, here comes the news. So now they say they had to alter the game plan so they could get plays in for Jordan Love. Okay, fine. Devontae Adams, still not there Wednesday. Devontae Adams don't show up till Thursday. Why? Because he had COVID. So he was out. 
So he gets there on Thursday. So now literally you get a day, two days to get ready because then you're traveling on Saturday. You're playing on Sunday. Not a lot of time. Not a lot of time. That's all he got. That's it. So now you get into a situation of, okay, now he gets a week of practice this week. Jordan Love does. Don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to play or not. Matt LaFleur already said, hey, if he's healthy and cleared, clears COVID protocols and tests negative back-to-back times within 24-hour time frame at the end of the week, if he cle- he's cleared, even though he'll have no practice, he'll start on Sunday. Fine. 325 starting against Seahawks. Great. Greeting Gold postgame show afterwards. Gary Ellerson and Dan Plucker will both be in Green Bay uh, coming up on Sunday. Fine. But in the meantime, Jordan Love's going to get all these reps. He's going to get reps with Devontae Adams all week. He's going to get reps with MBS all week. He's going to get reps with Alan Lazard all week and Randall Cobb. So now you have a better chance, in my opinion, of building that chemistry throughout this week. So if Rodgers, for whatever reason, isn't cleared to play on Sunday and Jordan Love gets to play, maybe I'm not being rational, but I think Jordan Love will play better than he did against Kansas City. I would expect progress. I would expect improvement. Not saying he's going to look like a pro bowler. Just saying he'll be better. I think he'll be markedly better and probably not miss Devontae Adams nearly as many times as he did in that game. The chemistry will be better because he'll get a full week to work with this dude in practice. They will be better. That's my belief. The other thing I'd be interested in knowing, and I don't think anybody has talked about this. Sam Schmidt, you tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, you were here for postgame and heard all these press coverages and so forth. Did these wide receivers in Jordan Love work extra? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, not at all? I, not that I heard of. That was was anybody like, hey man, we're gonna we'll stay in the indoor facility, leave the lights on, we're gonna work an hour or two extra Wednesday and Thursday to try and get this chemistry down. Now again, that seems goofy and over the top to do in a regular season, but if you're truly about winning that football game, and if you're truly about trying to help Jordan Love be the best Jordan Love he can. Was anybody putting in extra time with Jordan Love to get him ready for this game? Oh, practice is done. All right, everybody go home. Then Jordan Love goes to watch his film. This is fine, but you're not getting any extra reps. That's how you're going to get better with your wide receivers. That's just part of it. Kind of great what you give Jordan Love. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM the fan. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe if he plays Saturday, he won't look any better. Maybe he'll look just as bad. Furthermore, if I'm Seattle, if Jordan Love is playing, you're dang right no, I'm zero blitzing all day long. Bring the house until Love proves he can beat it. I'm bringing the house. If Jordan Love beats you early and you give up six, fine. Lesson learned, maybe I won't do it as much. But until the Packers offense proves with Jordan Love they can beat that zero blitz, if I'm the Seahawks, I'm bringing the house until they prove otherwise. But again, now you get all week to get reps in. Tom in Richfield, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Tom? Sparky's here pretty wound up today. Yeah, wow. man. You know why I'm pretty wound up, Tom? Because I feel like Jordan Love's getting the, the the wrong end of this deal from a lot of Packer fans. Um, and I don't think he deserves it. That That's why. Well, you really 
one game and, and they're throwing a the guy under the bus? Man, there are people on on social media saying he's a bust. They should trade him. They got to give Rodgers a long-term deal, do whatever he needs. They can't let him go. That's all this is. Yeah, well, you know what? Those are uninformed fans that really don't know the game. I'll tell you what. If you want – I mean, I know what I watched. He was – he must have played half of his – more than half started within the 15-yard line. He was – he had bad field position the whole game. It was terrible. Nobody was talking about that. To give the kid a chance, they had to run the ball. And LaFleur didn't have a good game plan for him. They should have run the ball really down their throats like they did against Arizona. They didn't do that. And then uh, Sparky, do you remember the third and ten at the end of the game? What about it? Okay, think about this. Third and ten, third and three. And if we stop them, we get the ball back, right? Yeah, right. Get the kid a shot. Now, if you watch that play, why were they playing deep? Why wasn't everyone at the line trying to get to him? Because if he makes the first down, it's over. What matters is to make him get the touchdown. Correct. They were playing the guy. They were playing him deep. So that everything was kind of disjointed. And I think LaFleur kept thinking he was hit, hit uh, Rodgers out there. He wasn't really didn't give the kid a chance. And will he be good? After one game, people are telling we should get rid of him. I mean, this is are they really football fans? They understand how the game's played? They understand that he was under duress the whole game? Uh, playing it from the eight-yard line, the six-yard line? It's just tough back there. Even, even the pros, the Rogers, you got to get out of there. He did all right. Yeah, then that's the thing. Give the kid a chance. Correct. I agree, Top. Thanks for the call. And that see, that's that 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 is is part of the deal here. And look, I I've seen enough football over the course of time. Did I ever play professional football, college football? No. But we've seen a quarterback get rattled. We've seen a quarterback get shook, where he's just in his own head and he's throwing the ball. There ain't nobody even around him. He's just trying to get rid of the ball. He's afraid he's going to get hit. I've seen it. That didn't happen. They didn't shake him. They didn't rattle him. They could have. They were hitting him enough during the game. That Kansas City defense, time and time and time again, he was getting hit. Never got you. I wondered whether or not he was going to sit back there and be a sitting duck or if he was going to get out and run. He did. Maybe he should have tried to run more. Maybe. Maybe that's maybe maybe he should have. And again, something that I don't like seeing, but he was doing. I like if I if you're gonna go slide, slide feet first. He was going head first. Either way, he got out and ran a little bit to try and keep that defense honest. And like Lafleur said, part of this is on him for for not calling a better game plan to help him with that zero blitz. And as I said earlier with Gary and Leroy in the Big Show, I put on that whole damn coaching staff, everybody, including defense. Because you can't tell me that if in New Orleans it was okay for Lafleur to go help Joe Barry, why wouldn't it have been okay for Joe Barry or anybody on his staff to come help Lafleur figure out the zero blitz? Blake Bortles, you brought him in to be a vet. Help, <laughs> help, help the kid. Hey, man, look, if they're doing this, this is a good checkdown. Work out this deal with whichever receiver you want. If this is happening, I want you to cut off your route and do this. It doesn't have to be a play call or a play design. Like Leroy said earlier, get that chemistry yourself. Force it, because he didn't have any with any of them. 
Close with one was Randall Cobb. Jim in Iowa, listening on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Jim? Hey, Sparky. How are you? Good. I've been a Packer fan for 63 years. My dad took me on his knee when, he, when I was five, and we would watch the Packer games every Sunday afternoon. Nice. That's how I learned it. Yep. So I've seen good quarterbacks like Bart Starr had the, had the pleasure to meet the man. And uh, Zeke Bradkowski, I'm going way back for most of your listeners, but I've seen the bad ones, and I lived through the 70s and 80s when we didn't really have good coaching or a good quarterback. Well, Lynn Dickey was a damn good quarterback. He just couldn't move, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I give this guy, I give Jordan Love a B. And if I can just put something else in here quick. Sure. I am so sick of Aaron Rodgers off-the-field antics that put the whole team in jeopardy. Yeah, I think he probably did to a certain degree. Yeah. Well, I'm just, it's not just that. It's the whole thing going back to the offseason. And he's he signed a contract. Where I grew up, if you signed a contract, you honored it. You didn't go, I don't want to play here anymore. Yeah, but that's, I mean, again, times have changed. Things are different. All these athletes um, have far more say than they ever used to have back in the day. Because, again, when you grew up, if if we're going back in time, these players, some of these guys are having second jobs to make I ends meet back that. in the day. I now re- these guys are making more than the coaches and the GMs combined. I know, and I remember Jerry Kramer saying the first Super Bowl doubles his income. Correct. So I know what you're saying. It's just I don't have to like it. Okay? No, you don't have to like it, and a lot of people don't like it. And I, agree. I hear you, Jim. Thanks for the call. Thanks for yep. listening, like always. So the whole thing about Rodgers, listen. It doesn't matter. Like, real, realistically, I heard Ryan Horvath on earlier this morning. Big, a big Aaron Rodgers guy. Okay, bet MGM tonight. Check him out. Him and Quinn and Mayo doing a, a, a nice job. It's a lot of fun. And Trista Kick is that her name? Um, those three do a, a, a nice show. But this is the one thing. And, and Ryan Horvath was so on the money this morning. Bart Winkler show. All this Aaron Rodgers stuff don't mean anything. It really doesn't. I mean, you could have your opinion one way or the other on everything he said, but at the end of the day, it means nothing. It just doesn't. It doesn't, in my opinion, it doesn't affect Matt LaFleur from not knowing how to call a play to help out Jordan Love in a zero blitz situation. Now, if Aaron Rodgers is on the field, he'll figure it out himself. They don't need Matt LaFleur. So, fine. But in that game yesterday, it means nothing. If and when Aaron Rodgers decides he's leaving, then he's going to leave. And there's going to be nothing you or I or anybody else listening to this radio show right now is going to be able to do about it. If after the year is over, he goes to the pack and says, hey, dude, I'm done. I'm out. Like, doodles. Got to go. I want to go to Denver or wherever he picks. Okay. So they trade him. And then you have Devontae, who, based on this last week, I don't know if he's going to want to be here. So he'll probably be gone too. And then you have to figure out, okay, now, how are we going to win with Jordan Love? And again, Aaron Rodgers is going to have nothing to do about that either because Jordan Love will now be the man. He'll get all the reps in OTAs like he did this year. He'll get all the reps in training camp, all the reps through preseason games, all three of them, and he's going to play unlike Rodgers. They're going to have to play. He needs all the reps he can get. 
And then he's going to be the man all week, every week, throughout the regular season next year. And it's going to be on Jordan Love. It's got nothing to do with 12. Nothing. 12 did whatever 12 is going to do for him, right? Show him how to watch tape, give him tricks of the trade, whatever, throughout the course of the day, fine. But now going forward, this is on, this is on Jordan Love. You can be mad at Aaron Rodgers if you want, but it has nothing to do with it. Jordan Love now has to figure it out uh, and grow and get better. And it's on this coaching staff to figure it out to grow and get him better as well. Nobody else. Sherman and Tosa, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up? Hey, hey, Sparky, Sherman. Look, quick question. I, I give a kid a C plus or B minus. Um, considering everything that was going on, uh, I think he held up real good especially considering the field position he had. He got him in position to kick two field goals, so that means he moved the ball. On the interception when he was trying to hit uh, Adams, he had moved the ball down again. So we saw some good signs. Everybody's not going to blitz like Spagnola does. And LaFleur, I I love the coach, man, but he know and he said it last night. He let the kid down. They should have anticipated Spagnola doing what Spagnola does. He blitzed Rodgers in that last Kansas City game. He, he That's what he did with the Giants, and he did it uh, with the Rams. So no big deal. They all grow from it. I um, I think uh, Love's going to be just fine, yeah. and um, I'm, I'm looking forward to next week. Yeah, I, and that's, that's the thing. Thanks for the call. This is going to sound wrong. Y'all can go crazy at me if you want. I want Jordan Love to play against Seattle, y'all. I'm just gonna say, it. I don't. Y'all can get mad at me. Fine, be mad. Don't care. I want Jordan Love to play against Seattle. I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers, you win the game if you get Seattle. Fine. I don't even really care win or loss at this point. This team is a Super Bowl caliber team. They've got the defense. They showed that again yesterday. When Rodgers is the quarterback, the offense is Super Bowl caliber as well. They're going to be very difficult to beat in the playoffs. So that is what it is. I want another Jordan Love game against Seattle. I want to see how much better he can be this week. And then after that, then it can be Rodgers the rest of the way out. That's fine. Whatever. But I really want one more game of Jordan Love. I do. Call me a fan, whatever you want. But I, I want to see it. I want to see one more game. I want to see if he gets any better after he has a week to work with these receivers all week. A week to get on the same page as everybody. And get ready for a game. I, I, I'm just curious. You talk about drives. That first drive of Kansas City was 15 plays. Very good. The next two drives that resulted in field goals were four plays and five plays for that great Kansas City offense. Jordan Love had multiple drives of double digits, including the touchdown play to Lazar, which was 10 plays. Again, we can go after Jordan Love. Patrick Mahomes has been in the league a long time. There were no tricky zero blitzes or anything like that going against Patrick Mahomes, and he didn't look very good either in that game. He didn't. Mike the Painter, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Mike? Hey. So I'm kind of entertaining it to to see him one more time because I'm actually going to the game, but I'm also going to the Rams game. So I wouldn't mind seeing, seeing Love this next game and like you said for you know him to have a whole week under his belt I, th- I think he'd be a lot better because he looked good after he got the flies out of his stomach you know and he he got the jitters gone so 
I, I think I, I wouldn't mind seeing him next week. And, well, you know, like I said, I get to see go to two Green Bay games, so I'm not going to be too mad if I don't get to see Rodgers next That's week. the other thing, though, too, right? So then he would get a home game as well. Yeah. He wouldn't be stuck exactly. in Loud Arrowhead. or loud... Now, this game was in Seattle this week. I'd be like, no, yeah, I'm good. Let right, Rodgers play. Right. I'm good. But it's at home. So you get your yep. home crowd. You get to try and get these guys to jump off sides or whatever you want to do from that perspective. You get the crowd behind you. Man, I don't know, man. I And it's Seattle. They're not, you know, beating the, right. you know, the, Correct and Russell the shirts off of the guys Correct. right now. That's not the, the old so, Seattle Doomsday it, yeah, defense, exactly. Right, and you know, and Russell Wilson's coming back, so we're going up against a good quarterback too. So yeah. it, I wouldn't mind, and right. I do give him a C for for his play. You know, and that's only because he came out with the jitters. I hear so you. If Mike, you if you wouldn't have came out with the jitters, I probably would have gave him a B. Mike, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. I got a tweet here from Evan. We're going to read you that next. He's putting uh, in this tweet, uh, he's putting Jordan Love in with the rookie class this year and then kind of ranking where he thinks he would be with this year's rookie class in the NFL since we were talking about Justin Fields earlier. I'll tell you what that's all about. Coming up next, Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome in, Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM, The Fan. Steve Sparky, Fiverr with you. Rami Magloff, The Rami Show, coming up here in about 15 minutes. He'll join us in the next segment. Tell us what's coming up on The Rami Show. You heard there, Gary Ellerson uh, will be on. Make sure to check out Gary and Leroy Butler tonight. Spectrum News 1, along with Dennis Krause. They highlight some different plays throughout the game and tell you their thoughts on why they were successful or maybe not all that successful. So that's coming up there. Uh, you know, we're talking about Jordan Love. What about this play right here uh, from Jordan Love that we haven't talked about? One, the scoring play. But he was backed up to his own two-yard line and then made this play. Now Jordan Love is backed up. He keeps. He throws. And breathing room and a first down as A.J. Dillon rumbles across the 20 to the 23. Picks up 21. Again, that is a play that we're not going to talk about all that much because it wasn't a touchdown. That highlight courtesy of Fox, Buck, and Aikman on the call. So that may not be talked about all that much, but again, when you're backed up like that in the second quarter and it's 7-0, you haven't done much of anything the whole time, to be able to get yourself out of that hole, backed up against the goal line, not take a safety, not throw a pick six going back the other way. Example, oh, I don't know, Matthew Stafford last night in Sunday night football, as he's getting dragged to the ground in the end zone, whips around, throws a ball to the Tennessee tight end linebacker, Right to his chest. There was no Ram player within probably 20 yards of this dude, of the linebacker itself, uh, and careless. And it comes back the other way. Shortly thereafter, he throws another big six that comes back the other way. Or this pick six. The first one didn't come back all the way. The second one was a pick six. So you could be careless and stupid and do stuff like that. And Jordan Love wasn't doing that yesterday. Could have. Wouldn't have blamed him. Wouldn't have really freaked out about it. But he didn't. Can what I ask pick? you something? Yes. When that play was happening, was there any point in your mind that was you worrying or panicking that he may run out of the end zone? No, I wasn't. All right. I'm being honest. For me, I swear to God, I wasn't. For me, there was honestly that point where he like started running where I'm like, oh no, <laughs> please don't do this. <laughs> but thankfully, it all worked out. I- I'll be honest. I I um I wasn't thinking of anything negative the whole time when I was watching him. I am. 
when I watch Mertz, I I still feel like I'm waiting for something bad to happen with Graham Mertz. That game against Rutgers, uh, very, very impressive. That's more along the lines of what I want to see out of Graham Mertz going forward. Now, there's still part of me that says it's Rutgers, so we'll see what happens against Northwestern. They're not the same Northwestern either, but I've, I haven't seen enough of Jordan Love to expect or worry about a negative thing happening. So I never had that the entire game when I was watching him, like you were saying, Sam, where you were worried about him running out of the back of the end zone. Evan tweets at Sparky Radio and at Big Show Network, not Evan Heffelfinger, different Evan. Uh, ranking him, meaning Love, with the other, quote, rookie quarterbacks this year, I put him fourth. Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Davis Mills, then Love, followed by Fields. That's the top five, I'd say, ranking-wise for them after the game yesterday. I don't think I can put him in with these guys. Because, again, Mac Jones has been the guy – he competed against Cam Newton, who eventually got cut, but he was still getting that opportunity to play with the ones in preseason, then has started all year. Trevor Lawrence has started all year uh, as well. Mills was starting in Houston, so there's no debate there about that whole deal. And Fields has been starting. That's his first start. If, if Evan, if our guy Jordan Love was eight starts in, I'd say, all right, let's have the comparison. Where does he rank with all these guys? One start versus a half a season with these other dudes, I can't, me personally, I can't make that comparison. I mean, I know there are a lot of people saying his NFL career is over after the first game uh, and only game that he's ever started. I I understand that's where it's at, Uh, but no. Uh, P10POL. I don't even know what that means, but we'll go with it. Tweets uh, at Sparky Radio. If I hear another caller say love is a rookie, my head will explode. All day callers have made that mistake. He's not a rookie. You're right. He's not. You're absolutely right. He's not. He's been in the league uh, for two years. He's made no NFL heads, no NFL starts uh, whatsoever. So technically, he is not a rookie, even though that was his first NFL start. So like Cooper Rush, uh, who'd been in the league four years and had never started a game, he's not a rookie either. But I'm here to tell you, buddy, your first start, I don't care if you're a lineman, a wide receiver, a linebacker, a safety, a kicker, a long stabber. I don't care. Your first time in an NFL game, there's going to be nerves. There's going to be a bunch of stuff going on. Now take that, throw it into the loudest stadium, probably in the NFL, at Arrowhead, and having to deal with that. And to be honest, I think the Kansas City crowd was relatively not all that bad from about mm, midway through the second quarter, almost all the way to about the midway through the fourth quarter until the Packers started to maybe scare them a little bit. They really weren't all that into the game because, to be quite honest, Kansas City Chiefs offense didn't give them anything to get excited about after the first drive. They were feeling it like, man, we should be up by like 40 on this team right now. And here we sit, 7-0, oh, 10, oh, 13. You had two chances to put the game away, the Chiefs did, and couldn't do anything. That Chiefs fan base was as frustrated as any fan base you're going to hear. By far, not even close. They were frustrated. All right, coming up next, we'll hear from Rami Makloff back in 90 seconds. All right, coming up next, the Rami Show. You're going to want to hear Matt LaFleur. He's talking right now. And, uh, oh, boy. Remember the Joe Barry thing? Oh, I talked to Joe Barry at halftime. Told me how to do this. Well, apparently, him and Maurice Drayton had a little conversation after Rodgers uh, had that issue maybe with that punt. 
uh, as well. Trust me, <laughs> you are going to want to hear this. Hey, no matter your favorite sport, the place to be for great food, fun, and playing your own favorite indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games in a huge entertainment game room and settle down to some awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings. Plus, on Wednesday and Friday, fish fries piled up. <laughs> With all the extras, visit their Facebook page or Q Club, WI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Yeah, this this LaFleur stuff here. I'm reading from Ryan Wood's uh, Twitter account. Apparently, Rami, your your guy, Matt LaFleur, went up to Maurice Drayden, special teams coach. Told Maurice Drayden, I've had enough of Mari Rogers. Put somebody else back there. Maurice Drayton said, uh, no, no, I'm not. No, he's going to be my returner. No, I'm not. I'm not changing him. It's interesting. It's interesting, Rami. What do you make of that? That's We know that's what happened. That's what it says. Matt LaFleur said he marched up. To, this is Ryan Wood's Twitter account. You'll play it on your show. Matt LaFleur said he marched up to Packers special teams coordinator Maurice Drayton after Mario Rogers' muff punt told him to change returners. Drayton stuck up for Rodgers. Oh, quote, stuck up for him. He wasn't like crying. I just found the tweet. He, quote, credit to Mo. He said, no, we need to stick with this guy. End quote. Yeah. Rodgers re- responded with 15-yard return, keeps job. So, yeah, he told him no. Yeah, but he wasn't. He's keeping de- him. He wasn't defiant. He wasn't, he wasn't like, screw you, dude. We're, he's sticking. He's staying in there. He said he stood up for him. He just no, gave No. Yeah, we just, need to stick yeah, with just, this guy, he said. Yeah, that's just part of their conversation. I don't think that's the whole thing. I don't think I don't think it was like this thing where he defied Matt LaFleur. They, he said we need to change punters. Drayton made a case. Returners. Returners, I'm sorry. Not punters. Drayton made a case. For Rodgers and LaFleur was convinced. Do you want me restrain? Should have said. That's what it sounds like to me. Why don't you figure out how to go after the zero blitz and I'll worry about my return? Yeah, that's the wrong way to approach that. That, that. that would that's have been good. Wrong, and you know, because, you wouldn't have approached it that way either. Let me tell you something. I, tell me something. If Sparky. I'm Joe Barry, you're damn right I would have at no, some point wouldn't. during this game. No, you wouldn't. Hey, coach, remember back in that Saints game when you were trying to tell me how to run my defense? Can I try and help you out with the zero blitz that you can't seem to figure out to save your life at this point? That's yeah. That's dumb. Yeah. Why would you do that? Same reason he went up to Joe Barry trying to tell yeah, Joe Barry not, how to do his not job. Your place. Know your role. Know your role. Somebody needed to know their damn role and help that kid out at quarterback because it wasn't happening until not, what? Halfway through the fourth quarter? You had a veteran I'm not saying, in Blake I'm not Bortles. saying somebody couldn't bring it up to him because you, you a, and I, you and I agree. You and I agree on this. You had a veteran Blake Bortles that was on a damn golf course that's going to be out of here as soon as Rodgers can play. You were brought in for veteran eyes. You were looking over the same stuff he was looking over. You and did not suggest dude, anything to anybody. I don't know. I don't know what, like, I don't know, hey, I don't dude, know, this I'm, dude should run this. Anytime this happens. Ask MVS to run this. The rest of the guys run what they want. But have him cut off his round and do this. Somebody say something. Nobody says anything to LaFleur. I'm not saying. Nobody says anything to Jordan Love for four quarters. That's ridiculous. I'm not saying nobody should have said anything. Just not the way that you just said it is all I'm saying. Oh, well, no. (laughs) They're not going to say it the way I said it. All snarky and, Oh, no. No, I don't want to expect him to do that. And, and, you know, combative. That's but not no. that's not the way but to if, go about if that. But if LaFleur wants to go and tell him how to do his defense, then Joe Barry at halftime should say, Coach, I got a couple ideas for your zero bloods. You want to hear them? I wouldn't and hate that. I wouldn't somebody should have said. I don't think Matt LaFleur would hate that. Matt LaFleur just, seems like a guy who's open to, uh, you know, ideas and delegating out responsibilities. Again. Things good leaders do. Well, clearly not, because now he's the one after the special teams coordinator and the defensive coordinator both this year. That's fine. I mean, both, totally were, fine. both were fair. Amari Rodgers. Talked about it in the big show. Not that guy. 
Not right now. He might be next year. But right now, you're going to have to start thinking about doing something at that return position. I mean, at some point. I mean, you got to think about doing something with a lot of things going on on special teams. We're going to have Chris Jackie on tomorrow at 11.30, former Packers kicker, to talk about this fiasco that's turned into a long snapper, a punter that doesn't know how to hold the football correctly, uh, and then the kicker. Because there's a dynamic and a thing that happens between all three and how it all works. For sure. And Jackie, yeah. will, Chris Jackie will join us tomorrow there's a science to, to talk that, about all of that. For sure. And I'm telling you right now, Bojo, baby, I'm not cutting you. You're my punter. But we're hoping we're holding auditions during the week for other players on this team to try and see if they can do this. To do what? Hold the damn oh, hold ball. hold the ball. Okay, all right. For years growing up, I'm sure you watched. I, I think the Bears were the same way as everybody else. Backup quarterback held the damn ball. I don't know why we got into this whole, I got to have my punter hold the ball for the kicker. Let Jordan those Love. Very, those are very valuable hands. Whatever. Near, Let Jordan Love hold the feet. ball. You can run some fakes maybe. Let him get, get an opportunity. Mm. Let a fast wide receiver hold the ball. Mm. Pick it up and run. A punter? What's a punter going to do? If you muff a punt, now you're asking him to throw the ball? Well, what a punter, who? a punter, a skill that a punter does have is catching the ball from a long snapper. True. Because that has a very specific type of spin on that it. That is true. You know if it's I mean? done correctly. Right. See the long snapper currently. Right. So that makes sense why a punter would be the guy who holds because half the job of holding is catching that snap. What do you got on your show? Coming up on the show today, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Uh, was it fair to expect better from Jordan Love? That's the discussion we'll have out of the gates. Uh, Gary Ellerson is slated to join me. At th- are we good with Gary, Sam? Are we we're good with Gary? He gave me a thumbs up. He's telling me we're good. We're good with Gary Ellerson to join me at three forty-five. So I'll take his word for it. At four o'clock, has Gary not been on your show since the Jersey comment? Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't count on it, though. <laughs> well, I asked him last night. He said we're good. All right. Oh, we doesn't forget. <laughs> he probably already has, but. Forget in air quotes? Yes, correct. Right. That's exactly what I'm saying. You know okay. me very well to say that, yes. <laughs> okay, 4 o'clock. Yeah. I think there's there might be reasons to come out of that game feeling better about the Packers' chances of winning a Super Bowl. We'll talk about that. Brad Great. Spielberger from Pro Football Focus. He'll be here at Spielberger? 4.30. Brad Spielberger, yes. Hmm. You got a problem with that name? I just thought of Steven Spielberg when you said <laughs> it's that. Not Steve, it's not Spielberg. It's Spielberger. How close was he to being famous? From Pro Football Focus and uh, Over the Cap. Could have been wealthy. He'll be here at 4.30 and uh, much, much more. We'll hear from Matt LaFleur and his comments today about Amari Rogers and everything else. And also don't forget the 15th Annual Fan Toy Drive kicked off today as well. Rami will keep giving your reminders throughout the show. Go to 1250amthefan.com right to there, make your donations it's, as a well. a reminder for me to give a reminder. Good job. Right yep. there on my rundown. Courtesy Thanks. of Blaine's Farm and Fleet and presented to you by Annex Wealth Management. All again at 1250amthefan.com. This goes through December 3rd. We'll give you more details on toy drop-off and all that stuff. But right now, focusing just on the cash donations at 1250amthefan.com. Up next, he is Rami Makhlouf with The Rami Show. Have a good one. Toodles! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.